And Madam Chair, whenever you're ready. Thank you. Um, good afternoon. It is now 1.02 p.m. My name is Anna Van Degna, and this is a special meeting of the Oversight Board for Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Today's meeting is being held in hybrid format. Members of the public can participate and provide comments both in person at City Hall and remotely through WebEx. Thank you to the staff and guests who will also be participating in today's meeting. Thank you all for joining us. Madam Secretary, please call the first item. Thank you, Madam Chair. The first order of business is item one roll call. Board members, please respond when I call your name. Board member Correct. Present. Board member Lee. Here. Board member Williams is absent. Vice Chair Ely. Here. Chair Van Degna. Here. Director Williams is absent. All other members of the board are present. Madam Chair, we have a quorum. Please note that a seat for the city and county of San Francisco and the San Francisco Unified School District are vacant. The next order of business is item two, approval of minutes, special meeting of April 7, 2023. Madam Chair. Do we have any comments on the minutes from board members? Okay. Madam Secretary, do we have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? At this time, if there are any members of the public who wish to provide public comment on the minutes, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2596-430-4490, followed by the pound sign, then the pound sign again. When prompted, press star, then three to be placed in the queue. If you're already listening to us by phone or have joined us through the WebEx app, or online, please press uh, star three on the phone and look for the raise hand icon on your mobile devices. We we'll, would like to begin by inviting any, anyone who joined in person and would like to provide comments to come up to the podium at this time. And for members who joined remotely, if you would like to provide public comment, please press star three or locate the raise hand icon. Madam Chair, it does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment on the minutes. Great. Um, board members, can I get a motion to approve the minutes? So moved. Thank you. Do I have a second? A second. Uh, Madam Secretary, could you please take roll call on this item? Board members, please announce your vote for item 2A when I call your name. Board member Correct. Aye. Board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams is absent. Vice Chair Ely. Yes. And Chair Van Degna. Yes. Madam Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Great. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item three announcements. A, the next regularly scheduled meeting will be held in person at City Hall on Monday, September 11th, 2023 at 11 a.m. B, announcement of prohibition of sound producing electronic devices during the meeting. Please be advised that the ringing of and use of cell phones, pagers, and similar sound producing electronic devices are prohibited at this time. Please be advised that the chair may order the removal from the meeting room of any persons responsible for the ringing of or use of a cell phone, pager, or other similar sound producing electronic device. 
C, announcement of public comment procedures. Please be advised a member of the public has up to three minutes to make pertinent public comments on each agenda item unless the board adopts a shorter period on any item. During each public comment period, members of the public attending the meeting in person will have an opportunity to provide their comments. It is strongly recommended that members of the public who wish to address the board fill out a speaker card and submit the completed card to the board secretary. Members of the public who are joining remotely will be instructed to dial 415-655-0001. You'll need to enter access code 2596-430-4490, press the pound, the pound sign, and then the pound sign again to enter the call. Then when prompted, press star, then three to submit your request to speak. When you dial star three, you will hear the following message. You have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. When you hear your line has been unmuted, this is your opportunity to provide your public comment. You will have three minutes. Please speak clearly and slowly, and you will be placed back on mute once you are done speaking. Copies of today's meeting materials are available online at sfocii.org under the Oversight Board and Public Meetings tab. The next order of business is item four, consent agenda. There are no consent agenda items. Next order of business is the regular agenda. Item 5A, approving the reading of statement acknowledging the Ramitush Ohlone community at each meeting of the Oversight Board. Discussion and action resolution number 4-2023. Director Koslovsky. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Uh, directors, members of the public, um, this item on your agenda is a proposal to adopt the land acknowledgement of the first people here in San Francisco. Uh, this proposal was put forward uh, by Director Corrette at a previous meeting. So I want to thank him for, for that suggestion. Um, other commissions, uh, other boards uh, have these land acknowledgements. I, I think, in fact, the Board of Supervisors has it as well. Um, and so for your consideration of this land acknowledgement, which I'll just read in full briefly. We acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on the traditional homeland, and we wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community and affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I will. Oh, thank you. I will turn to my fellow board members for their comments and questions. Oh, uh, I'll just thank Director Corrette for bringing this board at our last meeting, and I absolutely support this and feel like it's been raised standardized across the hall here. So I hope this commission can join. Likewise, thank you. Thank you, uh, fellow board members. Um, and with that, um, would we like to have a motion to adopt this as a policy? It has to be moved, but yep, through the chair. So you think we might need public comment first, right? Yes. Um, at this time, we'd like to open the public comment line for members of the public who'd like to comment on this item. If you would like to call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2596-430-4490, press the pound sign, then the pound sign again, and then press star, then three, to be placed in the queue. If you are listening to us by phone, please press star three or locate the raise hand icon. 
and uh, we'll open up public comment to the members of the public here in person first. Please come up to the podium if you would like to provide public comment. Members of the public joining us remotely, if you would like to comment, press star three or raise hand icon from your devices. Madam Chair, it does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Great, thank you. And um, board members will need a, a motion and a second for this item. Yes, I would like to propose that um, we adopt resolution number 04 2023. Great. I'll second that. Thank you. So, motion um, by Director Correct, second by Director Lee. Madam Secretary, could you please take the roll? Board members, please announce your vote for item 5A when I call your name. Board member Correct. Aye. Board member Lee? Yes. Board member Williams is absent. Vice Chair Ely? Yes. And Chair Van Degna? Yes. Madam Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item number 5B, approving under sections 34177.5A1, 34177.5F, and 34180B of the California Health and Safety Code, the issuance of tax allocation refunding bonds by the successor agency to the redevelopment agency of the city and county of San Francisco and related actions, Mission Bay South Redevelopment Project Area, Discussion and Action Resolution Number 5-2023. Director Koslovsky. Thank you, Madam Secretary, directors, members of the public. Uh, this item is a tax allocation bond refunding um, approval. These are for bonds that were issued in 2016 for projects that many are substantially complete. Um, it is to meet the test of refunding, so some cost savings through lower interest rates and a better structure. And to present this will be Rosa Torres, our Deputy Director for Finance. Thank you. Good afternoon, uh, Chair Vecna. Nice to see you finally in person, uh, Vice Chair Lee um, and board members. I have here um, with us the, the the people who are going to do the bond refunding, the experts on the matter. So Juan, and he's our bond um, bond counsel. And then we have Nicholas, our financial advisor, and we also have um, on the WebEx um, David Mealy. Uh, he is our fiscal consultant. So the experts are here. We moved on. The Enable Authority, California Health and Safety Code, Section 34177.5A1A, and also the California Government Code, Article 11 of Chapter 3 of Part 1 of Division 2 of Title 5. So that's our authority. The overview of this uh, refinancing, 20, 2023 series C and D purpose is to refund refunding the Mission Bay South Series 2016D bond. And why we are doing this? We're doing it because we're, there's an estimated savings of 4.8 million at the present value um, due to the savings on the lower market rate and also the credit rating upgrade for a non-rated to an anticipated eight minus. 
So what happened in 2016 D-Bond, they were subordinated and non-rated at that time. Now the 2023 C&D will, um, will be in parity with Mission Bay South 14, 2014A, 2016B, and 2016C that are currently eight minus. So that's an upgrade. Um, on the advice of our tax council, we are issuing C and D. And as you will see, we have um, we have our preliminary sources and uses uh, that includes the bond proceeds, the premiums, the debt service that we had in 2016 D bond, and the uses will be to refund the 2016 D and the debt service refund in the new um, bond 2023 C and D, the cost of issuance, and the underwriters discount. So this is preliminary numbers. Uh, and what are we here for? We propose an action to approve the issuance of OCII 2023 C&D bonds to refund 2016D bonds uh, for debt service savings. Uh, this will make certain that determination that OCII will rely on the issuance of 23C&D, including OCII is authorized to recover the, its issuing costs from the proceeds of the 2023 C&D, as well as OCIS authorized to extend the proceeds, to expend the proceeds of the 2023 C&D to refund the outstanding Mission Bay South Series 2016D bond and cost of issuance. Also, OCIS authorized to receive its administrative costs of allowance without deductions for the continuing post issuance compliant and administration costs related to the 2023 C and D bonds and approve OCII execution of, fin of financing documents for 2023 C bond and 2023 D bond. Second supplemental indentures, escrow agreement, bond purchase contract and uh, the main reason we're doing this is because of the savings uh, and here we have we have uh, where our savings are so the 2016 d bond the par amount was 50 million the accredited interest was 20 million the refunding part amount which is the 2023 c and d is 67 million the interest rate on 2016D was 4.9. In the current 2023 CND will be 4.26. So the savings is the net present value is 4.8 million, uh, a percentage of saving of 6.8. Below are the key assumptions used in the municipal advisory debt service savings analysis. For example, for the bond series 2023C, the principal amount is 36 million. The true cost is 4.4%. Underwriter discount is 
for the 2023 D is 31 million. True interest cost is 4.8, and the underwriter discount is 0.4. Our next steps uh, today, 29 uh, of June, is the submission of oversight approval resolution and related documents to DOF for review and approval. DOF takes about 65 days for them to review the bond. And by September the 2nd, uh, we should have the final determination regarding the issuance from DOF. By September the 5th, after DOF approval, we go to commission consideration of preliminary official statements and other actions necessary for issuance. Late September, bond pricing. And this is based on market condition. In mid-October, bond closing uh, within three weeks of pricing. And that concludes my presentations, and I am open for questions or comments. Great, thank you. Um, turning to my fellow board members to see if there are any questions. Well, question and comment. I'm new to the oversight board. I certainly wasn't here for the 2016D bonds. I think whenever you bring anything to this board, it would be helpful to know what the context of those bonds were and what those funds were spent on oh. because I don't remember each of the series certainly in the past. So if you can give some context to that. Yeah, sure. We have the project manager for that so he can give you um... like super high level, like, <laughs> but I wouldn't know what this was in reference to. And if I can make a friendly amendment to that question, I was going to ask the same question, but also ask um, if you can tell us how much of the of the bonds all been issued? Have they have the funds been committed and you know have they been drawn and spent just out of curiosity? I know that's kind of a a, a gotcha question to ask at this lot late at this moment, but if you have any information about that, it'd be great. Sure. Good good afternoon, Chair Vandega, Vice Chair Ely, board members. Uh, Mark Sluskin, I'm the project manager for OCI for Mission Bay. Um, so the 2016 bond D bonds were really went to pay for the infrastructure, the roads around Mission Bay and parks. Um, going back to 16, there's probably three different parks that were built, and then the roads all around the Chase Center, primarily. But also, we finished up the roads on Owen Street uh, as well, uh, and there's the dog park, P225, uh, and or 24 and 23 there's south of Chase Center and then we are currently under construction for the big uh, Bayfront Park and P3 which runs along the channel between the 4th and 3rd Street bridges. So those kind of where the money had gone. Um, I believe the bond amount was 70 million or 70, 75, that was the original amount. Uh, <clears throat> there's remains about a little over 30 million. Uh, it's just some of these parks took longer to get built and there were delays mainly uh, P22 at Bayfront Park, that's going to be a $25 million park. So it will use all those funds eventually. Thank you. And if I may, through the, if I may, through the chair, um, in terms of money being spent, all the oh, committed, excuse me, all the bonds are committed. There are all these projects, and there'll be more bond issuances in the future for Mission Bay. So these are for projects in the past. And then as uh, Mark had referenced, projects that are just being completed um, some this year. Thank you. 
And then my uh, second question is with the 4 ish million dollars in savings, what, what impact does that have um, on future projects or just like the budget as a whole? Uh, your question is the impact, uh, the savings impact on future um, issuance? No, just like the general. I mean, okay, so the overall impact of the savings, like I'm sure it's not just four million. Just okay, so I can tell you the impact of the four point four, what it has on the city. Um, so the city will be saving like three million, and the college district will be saving like sixty nine thousand. The school superintendent uh, only forty six hundred. The unified school um, three hundred and seventy thousand. The air quality 10,000 and the um, BART 30,000 and the educational revenue augmentation fund is 1.2 million. So that's breakdown of the, of the 4.8 million. What, who is getting that savings? And, and Rosa, through the chair, if I may, this translates into a net um, bond payment reduction. So our future draws on tax increment will be less as a result. Yeah. And, and the savings impacts each of the entities. I had a couple of questions and this um, may be more for my edification. Um, but I noticed that we're being asked to authorize an issuance of up to 85 million, but the, um, the original bond amount was 74.6 million. So I'm wondering um, what that extra 10 million is about. And then I, I think this is a related question, understanding you know, that, the, that the final amount of savings will be based on mar market conditions um, when the issuance actually happens. Mm -hmm. How is it, um, is there a go, no go moment at um, where the market conditions are not favorable enough to warrant this this issuance and this refunding, or are we pretty sure this is, is going to move forward regardless of what the market conditions are on that particular day? I'll have one answer that question. Oh. So I guess it's two questions. One is why 85 instead of 75, and the other one is, um, you know, what, 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 how is the decision made on, on market conditions in, in the moment? Yeah, uh, good afternoon. Happy to answer that. Nick Jones uh, with PFM Financial Advisors. So we prepared the municipal advisors report that's attached to the resolution. Uh, and some of that is summarized in the presentation that Rosa just gave. So on slide four, um, you can see that the total uses of funds is about 78 and a half million. And so when we set the not to exceed amount, because we're, we're legally capped at that number, we try to leave a little cushion in there. So generally what we do is we take the total uses and then we, oh, yeah, you can slip to slide four. Yeah, so you can see that that's $70.6 million number there. Um, so what we generally do to be conservative is we take the total uses of funds and that's just driven by how many bonds are outstanding that we have to refund, accrued interest also, um, the cost of issuance, debt service reserve, any any other costs that might be associated with the issuance, and then we add a, a slight cushion. So basically, we took the the seventy eight million and added a ten percent cushion to get to eighty five. So that's your first question, and then does that does that make sense? Yeah, that that's think, that's um, helpful. Um, 
So at some point we'll see what after the reissuance happens, refunding happens, we'll get to see how it actually played out. Yeah, yeah and you can see here the expectation is that because currently uh, interest rates are, you know, they've been trending upwards, but they're still pretty low from a historical context that we expect that the bonds will be able to be sold at a premium, which means essentially investors will pay more for them than their face value. And so, you know, here we're showing you would only have to issue around 68 million in principal amount, um, but it's possible market conditions would change as possible. The couponing structure, which affects the premium or discount of the bonds could change depending on investor preferences. So we like to leave more kind of um, flexibility there. And then to your, that kind of gets to your second question about the go, no go decision, which is that, uh, and I think, see that this is, okay. So here, the NPV savings number, this 4.8 million corresponds to 6.8% of the refunded bonds amount. And generally, the, the sort of guide, guidance from the GFOA is you want that number to be at least 3%. Um, and so there is a situation in which if rates rise by too much, the savings will drop and go below this NPV savings percentage. So the final go, no go, like the last time you can decide that is with the underwriter, we'll offer the bonds to the market. Uh, we'll see what interest rates they're willing to, to accept for them. We'll recompute the savings, and at that point, um, the decision of OCII is: Do we sign the bond purchase agreement, which says we're offering to give you the bonds in exchange for this money at these rates? And so you can say you can say no at that point and say it's not enough savings. We're we're walking away. So that's kind of the last chance. But this approval is not contingent on achieving that three percent savings minimum. I mean, ostensibly, it's an executive it's an executive decision. Yeah, that's correct. The um, well, so this DOF review process, DOF has certain rules in the health and safety code, and the rule that they have um, that their approval is conditioned on is at least one dollar of cash flow savings. Um, so <laughs> we like to be to do. We hope we can do better than that, but that's the absolute legal minimum. And, and if I may, through the chair, I think the the question gets to this idea of. Will the amount that we're projecting be the amount that we'll save? And the answer is we don't know. We think it's in that range. We're making a lot of assumptions, but the goal is to have some, you know, some substantial cost savings more than a dollar than the test from the Department of Finance, but maybe not exactly 4.8 million. Okay, thank you. And I, I did have 1 last question. Um, why were the original bonds non rated in the 1st place? Like, how does that come to pass? Is that a decision or is that a market condition or. Yeah, I can answer that 1 as well. So, um, when looking at the tax increment generated by mission Bay South at the time, uh, there was sufficient tax increment to issue a certain amount of the bonds, uh, rated, you know, that requires a certain coverage level, meaning tax increment divided by debt services. Some number that the market will accept that the rating agencies will accept and give a rating to, um, in addition to that amount, there was more project needs. And so the decision was made to issue these 2016 D bonds on a subordinate lien unrated because their coverage was closer to 1 times. It was lower than the 1.25 times that's required to put it on the parity lien with the senior debt, the 2014 and the 2016 BC. Uh, because there's been so much development now, and this was expected when these were issued, we gave them a, a 5 year call provision. So we said, okay, in 5 years or more. We'll be able to have more tax increment. We'll be able to generate more coverage, and we'll be able to refund these up to that senior lien. And indeed, that has happened. So since 2016, 
the assessed value in Mission Bay South has more than doubled. Um, and so we now see the opportunity to be able to issue these on a senior lien. And, uh, you know, you only need 1.25 times coverage and we're projecting coverage of almost four times. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that explanation. Uh, through the chair, if I may, at the risk of getting into too much detail, um, the owner participation agreement for Mission Bay also has a planning process built in with the developer, where the developer on annual process, uh, excuse me, annual schedule, uh, talks about the upcoming development plan and the bonds fund the development, the streets, the parks that are planned. So there's always this input coming in from the developer, and then we size our bonds based on the amount of work that's projected at the time. Right, I understood. Thank you. I've got another um, numbers question on slide um, six. Um, can you? So I'm noting here that the estimated new bond rate is 4.26, but then on the table below, I noticed that the estimated true interest cost is actually higher than that. Um, are those just? Is it different timing, or what's the? The differential there. Yeah, so slide six, that actually is a typo. Um, the true interest cost that says 4.44 should be 3.44. So that that's, we kind of were discussing that earlier. I think that just got copied. And Nick, where is the correct rate? Where does that exist? So, yeah, this is all taken from the numbers run and the municipal advisors report that's appended to the resolution. So the report is correct and the, the report is correct. The rate quoted in the presentation is a typo. Yeah. Okay. And that's on, I mean, it's the resolution uh, packet is, you know, 120 some pages. So if you have the patience to look through to page, actually, it's not that far in, it's only page. 22, the bond summary statistics report. That's the source of those numbers for the true interest cost. I don't know how to bring that up here, but. If you, uh, Madam Chair, if you give Nick just one minute, he'll pull up the page so everyone can see it and everyone on, who's online can see it as well. Never use a booth. So testing all the equipment today. <laughs> Is this what? Yeah, that's the light. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. So this is the the three point four four. And this I think the camera zooms. You want to zoom a little bit? It's a lot of numbers there. So there, you there you go. There we okay. go. Perfect. So you can see the true interest cost row here. And this is the tax exempt piece. The 3.44 is the estimated true interest cost for that piece. And then the taxable refunding piece, the estimated true interest cost is that 4.8 that's shown on the slide. So it's page two of attachment A, I think, right? Yeah. So that was, yeah, I think that was just a typo in the, um, the presentation. Was it? 3.44. Thank you. And just so I understand, then the 4.26% on 
in the on slide six here, is that matching up with the all in true inter true interest costs? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll try to. So this all in true interest cost, this incorporates all the cost of issuance, the reserve fund, every cost that's associated with the bonds. So that's why it's, you know, all in and the composite for both series of bonds is the 4.26 here. Thank you. Any additional questions on this item? Hearing none, uh, Madam Secretary, do you have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? At this time, if there are any members of the public who wish to provide comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2596-430-4490, followed by the pound sign, then the pound sign again. When prompted, press star 3 to be placed in the queue. An automated voice will let you know when it is your turn. And to any members who are already joining, who have already joined us by phone and would like to provide a comment, please press star three or locate the raise hand icon. Uh, we'll open up the public comment to the members of the public here in person first. Please come up to the podium if you'd like to provide a comment. Now to the members of the public who are joining us by phone, if you would like to provide comments, please press star three or Press the raise hand icon on your devices. Madam Chair, it does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Thank you. Um, board members, I'll need a motion and a second for item 5B. I'll move approval of item 5B. I'll second that. Thank you. So we have Director Ely and Director Lee. Madam Secretary, could you please take roll? Board members, please announce your vote when I call your name. Board member correct. Aye. Board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams is absent. Vice Chair Ely. Yes. And Chair Van Degna. Yes. Madam Chair, the vote is four ayes, one absent. Thank you. So the motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item six, new matters for future consideration. Madam Chair. Board. Oh, board members, do you have any matters for future consideration? Um, I want to hear from um, staff whether there has been any outreach done with SFUSD given our quorum issues. I think it'd be really helpful to fill vacancies. I think there's also room for uh, mayors. Is there? Is yes. there more than one vacancy right now? Two. We have two, and um, we did reach out to uh, the members of the United uh, Unified School District, and they are working on getting somebody um, nominated or appointed, rather. And then I've also been working with Tyra Fennell from the mayor's office um, to get somebody appointed by the mayor. Yeah. So we're working on that. <laughs> Thank you for asking. And um, I, I'm going to re repeat a request from last year. Uh, which is an update on the fundraising efforts of the Mexican Museum. Thank you. Anything else? 
All right, um, Madam Secretary, do you have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Members of the public who wish to provide uh, comments on um, the new matters for future consideration, you can call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2596-430-4490, press the pound sign twice to enter the call, then press star three to be placed in the queue. Um, any members of the public who are here in person, please come up to the podium to provide a comment. And members of the public who are joining us by phone, please press star three or the raise hand icon to provide your comment. Madam Chair, we do not have any members of the public wishing to comment on the, this item. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. Next order of business is item seven, public comment on non-agenda items. I will again open a public comment for members of the public. Uh, if you are joining, if you'd like to call in, the number is 415-655-000001. The access code is 2596-430-4490. Press the pound, followed by the pound sign, then the pound sign again, then star three to be placed in the queue. If you are here in person, would like to provide comments on non-agenda item, you can come up to the podium at this time. Any members of the public by phone or through the WebEx app, please locate the raise hand icon or press star three to be placed in the queue. And again, Chair, we do not have any members of the public wishing to comment. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Please call the next item. Next order of business is item eight, adjournment, Madam Chair. Board members, I'll need a motion and a second to adjourn. I'll move to adjourn. And I'll second that. Great, thank you, Director Eli, Eli and Director Lee. Um, the meeting is adjourned at 1.39 p.m. Thank you. Thank you.